Billboards and catalogs don't reach customers like they used to. Influencers are today's marketing solution for a digital world. Here's how you can start working with them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Inbound Academy, brought to you by Risen. I'm your host, as always, Jeff Lambert. Well, I am excited today because we're going to be talking about influencer marketing, and we have someone in the studio today who is in, is really uh, very experienced in this industry and has a lot to share with us on the topic. Her name is Gabriela Huerta. She has over 10 years of experience in digital marketing and social media analysis, as well as working with influencers and public relations in general. Gabby, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Fine, fine. Thank you. So, you know, I'd like to, before we jump into the topic, to give our listeners a chance to get to know you a little bit. Can you give us a little bit of uh, what you do on a daily basis? What uh, What is your main role and, and how do you uh, interact in the marketing industry? Yeah, great. Well, uh, actually, I'm a speaker and consultant about digital media topics. Uh, I've been working since 10, 10 years ago in, in t- for global brands. And well, uh, mainly I've been on analytics, uh, public relations, branding areas. So I, I love marketing. Very good. And, and we had the chance to meet at one of these conferences that you speak at. We were down in Santo Domingo together at uh, Iberoamerica, Iberoamericana, excuse me, University. And that's, uh, that's when we met up. So it's great to be able to connect with you again. Yeah, thank you very much. It was a very uh, amazing experience. I love to be at Santo Domingo. Yeah, it's a beautiful city, huh? Like the people are so friendly. The food was amazing. We had really good weather as well. Yeah, I love it too. I can't wait. Hopefully, we both get invited back at the same time, so we can uh, have another, you know, good uh, week there with the with the students and with the uh, overall event that they did. So yeah, it was a very nice uh, activity. It was a very complete uh, congress, and the people was uh, was. Uh, learning a lot, but was very happy there. I love that. Yeah. And I think what you and I did that week when we were there ties perfectly into our topic that we're going to discuss today. You know, in both ways, you and I are both influencers in different areas of marketing and sales and inbound in general. Uh, We speak to different audiences and sometimes the same audiences, but, you know, we speak to a lot of marketers and small business people and Influencer marketing is becoming really popular, especially in recent years. So I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what that is. And before we get into influencer marketing in general, could you give our audience a little bit of background in terms of advertising has really changed in the past 10 years, right? Yeah, that's right. A lot. How has the customer changed? What has changed about advertising in general? Well, uh, the the big thing is digital media. Um, 10 years ago, uh, smartphones were not as popular or as cheap as we can find them today. So uh, digital media has uh, changed the way we communicate. But, well, because uh, before digital media and smartphones, we worked with um, with unilateral, unilateral communications. So 
right now with digital media, we have the possibility to uh, listen to the consumer. And also we have a kind of obligation to listen to them because the consumer has uh, the reason they are the king so we can't ignore what they are what they feel about our brands so this is one of the um, of the the activities or the the media that has changed in the past 10 years also if we thought we were cluttered with the billboards with tv ads radio and all of them right now the clutter on messages is even more yeah so uh clutter is is a very interesting uh topic in right now in marketing and also the attention spans uh before we have we had uh, a lot of notifications on our phones um there there's there are many studies that said that um, people had like 12 uh seconds of attention in an activity but in 2013 Uh, attention spans dropped into nine seconds or less. That is less than the attention that a goldfish has. A golden fish has. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting because, and this study was made like seven years ago. Right now, the big problem that we have is that people are consuming more and more uh, content. For example, Instagram stories, I saw a meme on Nine Gag that it, it was a cartoon of the I don't I don't know if you remember the scene in which in Toy Story there was the the pork uh, switching the channels very fastly. Yes. And the meme said that this is the way that we consume Instagram stories or in general uh, this kind of instant content. Because people believe that there's a lot of, uh, of content and they have no time, so they click very fastly and consume them. So what's happening with the attention spans? It's dropping even, even to lower... There, there's no study right now about the attention spans because it's kind of uh, different for each person. Mm -hmm. But this kind of... Um, Instant communication, this kind of uh, fear of missing out is changing people's mind. Yeah, so it's it's one. There's there's uh, these are kind of changes that are uh, shifting our communications right now. And the thing is that clutter will continue, and attention spans uh, will probably drop. You know, it's crazy when you say that because you, you know, you think about even when, you know, when you and I were kids, I think we're borderline millennials. You know, we, we had 30 seconds to a minute for each commercial. Um, you know, a lot of times advertisements would run at the end of a game show we were watching or uh, flipping through a 50 page magazine in order to read a story. You're right. People just don't have the attention spans to sit down and read long form content anymore or to watch a long form video. They want things quickly and they want us to get to the point. And like you said, those Instagram stories, any of these, these instant platforms, you know, there are videos that are five to 10 seconds, maybe 15, you know, depending. Um, so I, I think I hear what you're saying is that we have to really rethink how we advertise to today's customer. Yeah. Also, Equity Ads have made a study in which they show how content has been growing in the last years and the attention levels from people or the consumption of media is almost the same. 
So uh, brands are creating a lot of content, but people are not consuming them, all of them. Yeah, I don't think our brains can handle it, right? I mean, there's so no. much getting thrown at us. It's it's just hard to keep up and we end up just kind of shielding it out. Like you, our brains can only take so much of the uh, the onslaught. So there's got to be a lesson in there. And that's where we see influencers becoming popular. So let's talk about influencers. These these individuals or companies that people kind of choose to let in their lives. Can you define, you know, what is an influencer? If I, if I had never interacted one before with one before, what would I be looking for? Yeah, sure. Well, an influencer is a person that can persuade people to change their minds. Um, we shouldn't think about uh, the number of followers because that's um, a vanity metric. We should think about how these people um, do their leadership job in an, in an industry or in a topic. Mm -hmm. So, uh, an influencer could be a, pe a person that has, uh, a thousand followers, but if they believe in them and if they see him as an authority, he is an influencer. So, uh, I know that there are some categories about the number of followers, But in first place, an influencer is a person that can be capable of uh, change people's mind to teach them. And the most valuable asset in marketing is trust. So this is a point that convinces customers right now. So trust, empathy, this kind of values are very important right now on, market, on marketing. So influencers have Um, trust and they and people believe in the, in them so that's why they have become very important right now can you give some examples of influencers that maybe you and i interact with every day or see every day that we may not even realize they're influencers yeah well here in mexico uh there are two influencers that are very famous for example luisito comunica which is a video blogger about traveling So he has been worked worked a lot of years on their traveling videos. He's kind of funny. Uh, people like them, but like him, sorry. So right now, Luisito Comunica has an interesting project in which he is selling his own clothing brand. So uh, he has found several ways to make more money uh, from his fame. And also, well, he, he is a very charismatic person and, well, people will buy the, his stuff. The second example is Yuya. Yuya is a video blogger for uh, beauty and makeup uh, tips no, for women. So Yuya has also made uh, interesting um, alliances or associate or partnerships with uh, several uh, makeup and health brands. For example, she has her own um, shampoo uh, line. This is, uh, it's, a, it's a shampoo brand from Unilever. So she has made a great deal with that brand. And also Yuya has her own, has her own makeup um, brand. So if people love them and trust in these uh, influencers, they will probably uh, buy their products. So these are two uh, Mexican examples of, of these people that also, that first, they first create an 
a personal branding that is very strong on digital media. Mm-hmm. And after that, they create uh, products that can be sold and people will buy them. Got it. So it really just comes down to, like you said, people that have industry knowledge, people trust what they're saying. And so if they recommend a product or a service, people are going to take what they're saying is genuine, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Because they have created a good connection with their people. They are using the digital media and the bilateral communication. They're they're very, very near to to their partners, to their audiences. And that's what people need. They they don't want to hear unilateral messages from brands. They want to feel uh, near. They want to feel uh, that they are that they are listened to. So that's what influencers do. Got it. Yeah, and you know, just to go back to the point, I, Gabby, I think that uh, you know, if you're if you own a small business, if you are a marketer, you really have to look at your industry. You know, I think about, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later. I have a friend who is very big into flying drones. You know, those little uh, helicopter model things that people yeah. can use. Yeah, he he races those, and he goes to different places, and he posts YouTube videos on them. He started doing that. He has, I think, about 5,000 followers now on YouTube. He started a blog and he rates different drones and different parts that you can use to upgrade the drones. And, you know, for his industry, for the drone industry, 5,000 people, that's a good following. He has a lot of people paying attention to what he says. And he's starting to get companies asking him, hey, you know, try my product and review it. You know, if it's good, can you tell people it's good? And um, he may not be pulling in a million followers, but in that industry where he is, that's, you know, a big thing for him. He's a big name in that space. So um, it's about finding people you can work with who have sway in what you're doing. Why don't we talk a little bit more about, I guess, the scope of, of working with an influencer. So, you know, in this space, let's say I'm a small business owner, I own a pizza shop, or I started a brand selling some type of a fashion product. Where would I begin looking for influencers to work with? Is there a first step that you would recommend? Well, the first step is think about your consumer. If your consumer is, uh, well, we we should take a look on social media platforms in general. But, well, there are two ways of doing this. Uh, The manual and the programmatic. Okay, The manual is that you uh, search with your own hands the influencer, that you type uh, the name of the industry, the topic. You can also um, ask for your clients or your audiences if they can recommend you uh, an influencer on on about food or traveling. Yeah, people, people, you can ask them. And well, the programmatic solution is that there are platforms, for example, like Fluvip, in which there's um, there's a website in which you type the industry that you want to find influencers, and there are influencers that have put information about them, and they have their own fees. So this is a this is a practice in which you can select the influencers or you can or you can say okay i have this budget i want to invest this quantity on influencers and how many can i get so, well um 
for example, in the manual process, you can you can be very near to the influencer. You can tell tell him the brief. You can tell him uh, how is your brand going. You can tell him uh, what to say, what not to say, and you can work very very near, very close with this person. And in the programmatic platform, uh, well, you only set the information. Yes, you can send a brief, you can send some um, instructions, but you are not so close with the influencer. We, you only depend on what the technology or what the person understands from your brief, right? So these are two ways. But in first place, you have to think about your audience. Who is your I, the best client for you, and how? Um, which platforms are they using? Um, what? Uh, yeah, the platforms, the topics. Uh, for example, if you are working on the food or restaurant industry, you should think about when it's when is the National Pizza Day or National Spaghetti Day because mm -hmm. in the U.S. there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of activities in the calendar. So uh, you should also think about that because uh, the best social media pieces occur on the best moment. Right, right, and, and finding people to promote that who people trust. You know, it's very easy for influencers to lose trust if they just start peddling brands, you know, for money because the products may not be good. So yeah, finding people that, that have sway in the industry, that makes perfect sense. And I will make sure to put a link in the show notes for our listeners. You mentioned that there's a couple platforms that you can use, like you said, where you can type in your industry and be able to see influencers in your space that you could work with. That's, yeah. that's, that's a great resource. Um, if I decided to do option one and I ask my customers, you know, who, uh, influences them, and I do some research on social media, and I narrow down my list, what would you recommend in terms of a next step? So I, I've identified three influencers I want to work with. Do I send them an email? Do I meet with them in person? How do I start off that relationship? What What's the best way to be able to to start working with that individual and make it a productive relationship? Well, um, most influencers uh, publish their email. Also, you can send a private message. Uh, most of them have them uh, uh, in in a public way, so you can contact them. You could you could present yourself as okay. I'm the director of this company. I would like to work with you. And also, um, well, I think this this is the um, the first step. No, uh, like a private message or an email. Also, um, in order to make it more formal, you should consider a contract. So you can you can work. You can identify the scope of work with the influencer. So it could be a good idea if you are uh, thinking about uh, this contract. This could be uh, since the first place. And this could be uh, very useful for you because you can you can do uh, the accord. Uh, I mean the agreement in in a written way. So the influencer will say, "Okay, this is a serious company, and transparency is uh, necessary 
in all relationships, right? And also, well, you should consider also that uh, quality is more important than quantity. Mm -hmm. I mean that uh, you shouldn't ask the influencer to clutter their social media like uh, with a product because people, um, if there's a lot of uh, cluttering and posting a lot, maybe their audience will feel like, uh, well, will know that it, it's been paid for. So it would be, you should, you should make an agreement about how the, you would work with the influencers. So the recommendations should be natural. Got it. Okay. Not like putting a lot of ads. Right, right. It's got to feel organic, like it fits into the influencer's life and is something they're actually recommending. Yeah, also. And also, uh, you as a director, you should also measure, uh, identify and, and make an agreement about the the KPIs that you will be uh, doing with your influencer. For mm -hmm. example, if you would like uh, awareness, uh, you could um, you could ask the influencer to share with you a report about uh, the awareness that he produced to your brand. And also, as many brands are going through performance uh, metrics, you can do this because. Uh, for example, let's say that you you contract an influencer to uh, create uh, registers or even sales on digital media. You can do it, but you can add a UTM on your on your URL, mm -hmm. and this UTM will help you to identify if the influencer really help you to make people register or even buy your product, you can check this on the Google Analytics. So this is a very interesting measure. And well, if you are looking for direct performance, you mm -hmm. can do it with influencer. So when you give the influencer this link with the UTM that says, okay, the source is a campaign with this influencer, Uh, you can you can uh, check his performance uh, on Google Analytics. Sure, and see how much how much uh, sway he's having with his audience. You know, I've also seen it done where you know there's certain websites that have promo codes for their products, and they'll create a specific promo code for that influencer. So yeah. you know, if it's uh, you know uh, Cristiano Ronaldo or something, maybe the promo code is C Ronaldo. So when he's on his social profile and he's saying, "Hey, you should check out this brand of socks." Go to the website, use this promo code to let them know that that you saw my ad or use something like that. That allows yeah, the company right. to yeah, it allows them to directly measure and say, Oh wow, we got, you know, we sold a hundred pairs of socks and they use this promo code. So they were looking at this person's profile. And yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. There's got to be some report that your investment actually worked. So I'd like to just take a step back and break these down again. For what I hear you saying is a good place to start is to obviously reach out and contact the individual, whether it's by email or by phone, but have that initial conversation to see if they're interested. And then you mentioned creating a contract, some type of written agreement. That's important. Yes? Yeah, it's necessary. Yeah, because there are some influencers that would be very informal or they 
they wouldn't care about a lot of your brand in right in that right moment. So um, look, uh, when you when you work with an influencer, you are giving them a part of your brand of your branding, and it's kind of risky. So in order to minimize this risk, you you should talk with them uh, very seriously, create a contract, create a, a good relationship with, the, with these people, uh, to be transparent with them, because you are lending a piece of your brand with them. And if they do something bad, your brand can also get hurt with that. Yeah. So it's kind of delicate. We should take a lot of uh, care with this topic. Yep. And you mentioned too, you know, as the next step, when you develop that written contract to have a conversation with the influencer and say, look, this is what I want my brand to be known for. This is what I'm comfortable with you doing. This is what I'm not comfortable with you doing. Uh, and to kind of set those guidelines out. Yeah, that's right. To be clear in any moment. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like human relationships. We should be clear, transparent uh, with both sides. So the the brand will will get the the most benefit from this partnership. And then you mentioned, of course, and I think it's a great point. Ask for uh, some sort of metrics or a report when you're done, or agree what the uh, what the expectations are going to be. So, is it going to be to increase your social media following? Is it going to be to uh, influence sales by a certain percentage? Is it going to be to to draw people to a certain event? Have that metric in place. I think that's a great point. Now, let's go ahead and talk about in your personal life, and, and you and I, I think we both follow certain influencers in the industry. For people who out there who are in the marketing industry who listen to this podcast or uh, small business owners that are looking to follow people that could teach them best practices for growing their business. Do you have any influencers that you recommend in the marketing and sales space? Yeah. Yeah. For example, Matt Navarra and Matthew Kabach. Well, I'm not sure if I pronounce him well. Uh, they talk about social media on Twitter. I I love to read them because they they're very direct and they I love I love the way they talk about social media. Yeah. Also, uh, Estefania Cárdenas, uh, she has, uh, well, her, her Facebook and her new podcast about uh, as in marketing, as in love. So she does uh, a lot of analogies between marketing and love relationships. And it's very interesting. I love to, to hear it, to hear him. She's a good, a good friend. Also, Alexis Soko, that was a speaker, right, uh, also on Dominican Republic. I like his LinkedIn because she, he shares a lot of uh, graphs about consumption, uh, dig digital media. Uh, yeah, I, I love his information, too. On Instagram, I can also recommend you Gaby Castellanos. Well, she's a person that travels a lot and she shares a lot of tips uh, about social media, marketing. Uh, I've learned a lot from her. And well, finally, <laughs> I have uh, two podcasts that I like a lot. Is um, La Escuela de Marketing Online, uh, the Online Marketing Academy. That mm -hmm. is a Spanish uh, podcast. And also uh, a Mexican podcast that is called Social FM. Uh, with Alan and Angel Buendia. 
Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a good source of information about what's happening on the digital media uh, world. So I like to follow these people. Okay, yeah. And, you know, I think about in my personal experience, the people that I follow every day, uh, I'm a big fan of Neil Patel and his Marketing School podcast. And, I mean, he's everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he has... also, he's a... He's a He's very, he has a very interesting content. He really does. And he's everywhere. You know, he's, he has a YouTube channel. He has a podcast. He's very active on social media. So I really enjoy following him. Gary V is another one. I think everyone knows uh, Gary. I follow him too. I love the cartoons on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about everything. He, I don't know how he manages to put out the amount of content that he does, but he's, he's a, he's someone I've, I've picked up a lot from just in terms of, you know, different things to try, different softwares to, you know, kick the tires on. Uh, another one I really like that I can think of just people that I follow, Anne Hardley or Handley, I'm sorry, Anne Handley is another name that I really enjoy. She's she's from Boston like me. So, you know, I feel like I have to support people from Massachusetts, but she's also just, she's a, I think she's the chief content officer at a major organization. And she's written a lot of articles for the Wall Street Journal and She's very active on social media, so I would recommend her as well. Um, and and we both have on our own spaces personal, you know, influencers that we enjoy too. And I hope our listeners can kind of think in their heads too, like, okay, this is an example of an influencer that I listen to that maybe I didn't even think of before, you know? Do you, I guess to finish off, Gabby, you know, you spend a lot of time traveling. You spend a lot of time speaking about marketing and speaking about just how to grow one's business. Can you uh, give our listeners an opportunity to follow you as an influencer? How can we follow your travels and be able to learn from your uh, industry experience? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, you can find me as Gabriela Huerta on LinkedIn and in the rest of the platforms like Gabi Huerta, Gabi with a Y at the end. Mm -hmm. And also my username is Gabi Lu. Let me spell it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, G-A-B-I-L-O-O-O with three O's at the end. And this is a nickname that I use for all my social media. So I love Twitter, but also I'm on Instagram, uh, on YouTube. Uh, well, I, I love sharing in different channels. Well, you know, I would recommend to our listeners to definitely give you a listen and a follow. And Gabby, I have to mention too, you know, you're an expert at branding. I remember, you know, shortly after we met in the Dominican Republic, you know, I asked if you had a card and you handed me a a cutout, a, a little emoji figurine of you, and it had all of your contact information on it. And I thought that was a really cool way to be able to market yourself. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sticker with the, it's a card of me that uh, one of, uh, well, my designer has created. My designer is Josue Derick. I love his cartoons. And well, I think that this character is, um, is different from a business card because people usually expect a business card. But well, it's a different way to present to me with people because um, I love uh, creating a, a different experience with them. Well, it definitely worked. It, it made an impression on me right off the bat. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to hear what else you have to offer, you know, our audiences in, in marketing and otherwise. So, Gabby, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you very much, Jeff. Yeah, we wish you all of the best. You too. Have a nice day. Well, 
that brings us to the end of another episode, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember, you can expect a new episode of Inbound Academy every week, and it's always going to be filled with advice that's going to help you grow your business. And remember, if you're looking for an experienced, friendly, and results-driven team to help you, check out Risen by going to GoRisen.com. That's Risen with a Z. You can also follow their adventures on social media. They're available on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn by searching for the username Risen Inbound. That's one word, Risen Inbound. And remember to our regular listeners, if you can just take a minute and go and leave us a review on your podcast app of choice, that really helps us reach new people and be able to expand our audience. So overall, thank you for your support, and we'll see you in the next episode. 